Hi, this is Raji Hassan, and this is The Raj Pod. I'm so glad that you're back for episode whatever number this is. Couldn't tell you myself, actually. Let me ask my assistant. Hey, assistant. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't have an assistant. Today's guest on The Raj Pod is television director Lily Marie. Lily started as a dancer and then became an actor and then became a director. And the reason I wanted to talk to her, well, there were many, many reasons I wanted to talk to her, but I think that she has a lot of wisdom for multi-hyphenate millennials. Those of us who are millennials, and I, I guess Generation Z, whom I don't understand, I didn't start to feel old until... Until, until Gen Z, my my goodness. Anyway, anyway, that's not what this is about. Those of us who are embarking upon being career creatives exist in an entirely new industry. We have all the platforms available to us to write our own things, direct our own things, act in our own things, produce our own things. We can write our own music. Like it, You no longer need a studio, right? We can do everything ourselves. And then the question becomes internally for our identities, well, what am I? You know, and then you go to these power lunches in Los Angeles, which I haven't done yet. And then you go to these power lunches in Los Angeles and they say, well, what do you do? Are you a writer? Are you a director? Are you an actor? Are you um, a, a baker's wife? And you say, well, I do a little bit of everything. And the world wants to put you in a box, right? Millennials, I believe, I could be wrong about this, but millennials have been raised in the one-box mentality as we are the ones who are figuring out how to break the box. And so internally we have this I-must-label-myself mentality due to the way that we were raised and this external expression of But there's so many different things I can do, and I don't have to label myself. And both of those things are at odds with each other. At least in my life, they are. Lily did it before any of us did it. And she gives us the permission to continue to do it. The world is going to label us. The world's perception of who we are, what we do, and how we express our creativity does not have to be our perception of it. We can do everything that we want to do. And we don't have to label ourselves. You can if you want to. I can just be Raji. Lily says something really, really beautiful. She says in her heart, she is a dancer. Because that's what she did first. You know, and for me, in my heart, I'm an actor. As much as I write, as much as I teach, as much as I balance my checkbook. I don't balance my checkbook, but you know what I mean? Lily began directing. Well, she she asked John Wells from ER, because she was a regular, she was an actor on ER, she asked John Wells if she could shadow a director. Then she began to shadow, and she continued to shadow other directors, and then she made some short films, and then she submitted those short films, and then she made a feature film, and then she got 
an episode directed. I think she directed an episode in Nashville, and then she got into the either the CBS or the ABC program, and she just kept at it, and she kept asking for opportunities. I think that's something that millennials are really good at. We're good at asking for opportunities. She was also very respectful in the way that she asked for opportunities. In a portion of our conversation, which I don't think made it into this edit, she said that she always CC'd an assistant when she was emailing people to get together with them. Always CC'd an assistant. That's very respectful. It's important to put ourselves out there, ask for what we want, and be respectful at the same time. That is a sweet spot. Lily is so kind. Her voice, her atmosphere, her vibe, her energy put me at ease when we were working together. She has directed The Walking Dead, NCIS Los Angeles, How to Get Away with Murder, The Good Fight, and I met her when she was directing Promised Land, where I played a four-line doctor, one of those doctors that comes in and says, I'm so sorry to tell you, but your son has frickin' frack disease. It was something like that. I don't actually remember what I said, but I was terribly nervous that day. And she put me at ease. She is so kind. And I know that when you listen to this conversation, you too will feel that ease. Here is my conversation with dancer, actor, television director, and kind woman, Lily Marie. When did you when did you start when did you start acting? And then okay. when did you start directing? Um, let's see. Because you started acting first, right? I started acting first. I actually started dancing first. Oh, I, I uh, that a, shows how much research I've done. <laughs> I was my bad. A young dancer. I was a ballerina. I was in a little company in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is where I'm from. Oh, cool. And then when I was studying dance, um, what I thought to myself was, well, uh, if I'm going to get jobs dancing, I'm probably going to have to sing. So I started taking vocal lessons. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to be a singer and a dancer, I'm probably going to have to be able to act. You know, because <laughs> you, you have to like act in between songs. So I started taking acting and then I just went crazy. And I would take every class that was available at my dance studio hula baton i mean i just tap i just <laughs> took everything because i just wanted to know a little bit of everything and i think that's where i think you and i touched briefly before this about being a hyphen or or yes. looking at yourself as different things yes and because I started so early thinking of myself as a dancer and an, a singer and an actor, that it didn't feel weird to either add something or subtract something, because I was always doing many things. Mm. When, you know, for a long time, I thought, well, I'm not really a writer. I write, but I'm not really a writer. Mm. I'm, I direct things, but I'm not really a director. Mm -hmm. And I put myself down a lot, like, if I got a job as a dancer, I would say, well, I'm not really a dancer. I'm an actor. 
or if I got a job as an actor, I would say to myself, mm. I'm not really an actor, I'm a dancer. So it was almost like setting myself up so that if I failed, it wouldn't, well, that's because- Like, like it wouldn't hurt, you're right, exactly. protecting yourself. Right, but then there came a point where it's like, you know, no one's gonna come along and say to you, Raj, you're, you're a writer now, you're officially a writer. Like no one's going to come over there and say that to you. And so it's up to you to say, I'm a writer, I'm a director, I'm an actor, like just state it for yourself, because that's, that's the first step in becoming that when you say that's what I am, because in my heart, I'm still a dancer. I don't dance Mm. anymore, but in my heart, that's, that's who I am, because that was the first that was the first thing I had ever said to myself that I was, I was a dancer. Well, here's what I'm hearing. This is totally what I'm hearing. The way that the world looks at you does not have to be the way that you look at you. Exactly. Right. So you, what I'm hearing in your career, not even your career, maybe even in your life, you are motivated by desire. You're going after what you are desiring, whether today it's directing, whether tomorrow it's acting, whether it's both in one day, dancing, choreographing, you're going after what you desire because you're being motivated by desire and you are resisting labeling yourself. Right. Because Because you're just doing what you want. Everybody else is gonna wanna label you. So Mm. I think that was really my, that was a real eye opener for me when I just really decided. And it happened when I started directing mm. because rather than saying, I want to direct, I just said, I'm a director. Oh, wow. That is like hitting me. Right. Oh God. That's Instead really of me. saying, I want to write. You say I'm a writer and don't worry if other people go, right you're a writer. What have you written? What have you sold? That, that doesn't, that doesn't define whether you're a writer or an actor or a director. What defines you is you. If you, if you are an actor, then you're not defined by how many jobs you got this year, or are you on a series? Did you make a movie? Because it, we're all, it, all our careers go up and down. And at any point during your career, you might, be, you might say, I haven't worked for two months. Or you might say, I had to turn a bunch of stuff down because I'm working so much. Mm. But that you're the same person in both scenarios. And you're the same person. You're, you're an actor. Yeah. And it's up to you to say, I'm an actor. And don't listen to the, you know, because there are people, the the naysayers who are going to say, and that, you know, and they're inevitably people who are too afraid to try to do whatever it is that you want to do or that you're doing or trying to do. So they're the ones who are going to say, yeah, right. You know, Lily says she's a director. She says she's a writer. It's like, who cares what you think? Oh man. It's all about how do you perceive yourself? Because if you can't, it's like 
you know, it's the first step toward becoming that. If you perceive yourself as fill in the blank, that's the first step to becoming that. But if you can't even say it and you're going to wait for somebody else to say it, it's, it's never going to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't realize that you were going to take me to church today, Lily Maria. <laughs> I had no idea. I've, there's so many, there are a bajillion things I could ask you. I have two ask more. Them they're, they're, ask them all. Ask them all. Okay. Well, the first thing, I, the first thing is you say our careers go like this, right? And you do like the roller coaster mm-hmm. hand of like up, down, up, down, up, down. Right. When we hit the down place mm-hmm. and the sadness sets in, right? And the hopelessness and all those kinds of things. Is there anything that you do to, what do you, what do you do when you hit that place? Do you do anything? Um, or when you have hit that place rather? Right. I think, I think it's um, important to remind yourself why you're doing this in the first place. Um, you know, as an actor, let's say you haven't worked for four months, five months, six months, a year, whatever it is, whenever I hit that place, I would take an acting class. Ooh, I would that's good. do, you know, I would do some sort of seminar. Um, you know, I, I find a way to, I, uh, this was something my friends and I used to do. We used to pick a play like mm, a play mm-hmm. that we like and then we'd all sit down in one of our living rooms and read it and switch off roles yeah and um my friends and just... i just did that with virginia wolf you did <laughs> yeah when the covid How started fun. yeah when the covid started we've tried to find the play and then we did it on zoom together it was so <gasps> fun isn't it fun absolutely it's, it was so it's fun. just a reminder of why you're doing this yeah you know uh i remember auditioning for a a version of virginia wolf at singapore rep and i didn't get it but then i think a few months later my friends and i decided well screw it we're just gonna read it ourselves and we yeah. just sat down in the living room and read it and then we would like alternate parts okay now you be george this time right i'll read martha yeah right exactly exactly um you just have to do things to remind yourself why you're doing it you know you're you're the conductor of the train and if you stop the train in the middle of the dark tunnel you're not going to go you're not going to keep going i mean you're the you're you're the reason that the train keeps going. You're the reason that, you know, and I always pictured them as dark tunnels because of something the um, comedian Andy Kaufman was quoted as saying that, you know, you come to those dark places and it's really like you're walking through a tunnel and suddenly it's all dark. But if you don't keep walking, you'll never get to the other side of the tunnel if you just stop there. So it's important just to keep going. He was talking about just getting on stage and doing stand-up. Yeah. Like every week, just getting up there. Even if you're like 
you know, being a waiter the other six days of the week. It's just important just to get up there and keep doing it and keep, you know, if you, if you're a writer, just to keep writing things. Um, for me as a director, it's mostly about, um, I, I like to take photographs and I like to, I like to watch a lot of movies, you know, watching movies and reading move and reading scripts really are a way of, of being creative, of seeing things. Mm. Um, and having a support system, having other friends who are doing what you're doing. And that is a constant answer. I asked this question of all working professionals that I have the opportunity to ask the question mm -hmm. and almost every single person is, has said, surround yourself with your friends, like surround yes. yourself with your friends and especially people who are doing the same thing that you were doing. Yes. It's so important. I mean, I, you know, I'll, I'll call my friends from the set and I'll say, I'm up for this show. Will you tell me about it? Or you know, I just got booked on this other show. Can you tell me about it? Or, you know, or, and I've had friends call me and say, oh, I'm working on this show. I know you directed, you know, tell me, tell me what to do here. Mm. If they get stuck. It's so important to remember that we're not alone, right? I think you'll really enjoy hearing this. One of the actors with whom I trained at NYU I mean, we're, you, when you train as actors together in a program, you become a family, right? Yes. And it's like any other family. Some people you really like and some people you really hate, you know? <laughs> but you'll, for the rest of your life, you'll have that trauma bond. Exactly. You were, in getting... the, we're, you were in the trenches in, in the war together. That's exactly right. And he and I, I mean, we're like brothers in a way, and we've remained really close and we, we self-tape each other, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, and he's in New York and I'm in L.A., and last week I was like, I just got like 20 pages to learn. I said, I'm in the car. Can you, can you just like run text with me on the phone? He's like, yeah, of course. And then the next day he was like, I just got a tape. Will you, will you, can I, will you take me tonight? And it was like, what, 9 PM in California. I said, yeah, of course. That sense of connection that mm -hmm. he and I have doing it together, even though we're on either coast helps me remain positive. Right. Because I'm not alone and he's not alone. And then of course our community is much bigger, but is this what you, is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? The support? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I have friends that I went through like the ABC program with and, you know, we, we were struggling to get hired at the same time. We both went through the CBS program. Um, she's now working director too. And, you know, we, we really appreciate each other because we were with each other when it was tough. She was the one who said, you can't give up. And I'll, I'll always be so grateful for her support. And yes, just having people who, who are going through the same thing, who understand what, what the challenges are and who love it as much as you do. Are you conscious of the atmosphere that you are setting when you show up as the director? Yes. Um, having been an actor for, for so long, you know, I've experienced all different kinds of directors. 
there are the directors who come in and they think to get us going quickly and to get our best performances, they have to set this atmosphere of fear. Mm. So I've been on those sets and it's not fun. And honestly, nobody does their best work. Mm. They're just trying to avoid getting yelled at and they're only really doing enough to get through. You really, really immediately see who the kind directors are based on the very first moment you walk onto the set. Do they say hello or they are, are they immediately about the work? Is it hello, let's work, or it's let's just work. And you were, hello, let's work. And that meant the world to me. That was probably oh. one of the best gigs I've had so far. I just have to thank you very much. Oh God, Raj, that means a lot, really. I mean, Absolutely. that's exactly what I, I hope to do when, um, when I'm working with actors, because you know, Yes. I love actors. Yes, you do. Lily does love actors. She really, really does. That day that I got to work with her was so powerful because, as I said before, I was so nervous and there were so many things that I had to remember. There were technical things I had to remember. The lines, of course, and all the medical, you know, frickin' frack disease jargon. And, you, you know, when you come in as a day player on something, you're coming into an already established family, which is terrifying, you know. And in one take, I completely blew my lines because I had so much to remember. There were cameras moving and I, I had to remember to, for a camera. I had to wait for a camera to land. I had to wait for actors to clear me. I had to make this long cross down a hallway. I had to remember the line, all that kind of stuff. And I totally blew my lines. And immediately I went into shame. I immediately went into, you're only here for four hours, Roger, and you have four lines. You can't remember them. And I started to freak out. And Lily left Video Village. She came up to me and she was so present and generous in the way that she gave her note to me. And it put me at ease, like it totally put me at ease. And then I nailed the next take, and then I blew the take after that because instead of being present in the take, I was celebrating that I nailed the take before it. You know what I mean? When I got the job, I said to a dear friend of mine who used to work at Warner Brothers where ER was filmed, I told her I was doing a show, and she goes, oh, who's directing? And I said, Lily Maria. And she goes, oh, she was on ER. I think she's wonderful. I've heard that she's great. And indeed, Lily, you were great. And that day I got to, my character's name was Dr. Jarvik, which was her character's name on ER. It was a little Easter egg that she put in the show. And the she gave me the badge, she, the prop, and she signed the back of it. And, it's, and she signed it, keep trusting yourself. Lily Marie. Those kinds of experiences stay with you forever. And Lily, I just got to say thank you. I really, really must say thank you. And that generosity that you gave to me that day is, will continue. That generosity will continue moving because generosity is 
an energetic force and that's what energetic forces do they don't they don't stop moving so thank you for that and i thank all of you for listening and i hope that this inspired you would you let me know if it did and um yeah i never know how to end these things that's all if you enjoyed today's episode please rate comment uh, review subscribe oh god do one of those things (laughs) should write these things out before I do this and share the show please share the show with your friends and your enemies and I will remind you you are worth what you want that's today's episode of the Raj Pod and I will talk at you soon